Good morning, everyone. I hope y'all are doing great today. It is so wonderful to see everybody here. And if you're online with us, welcome to New Hope. We're really thankful that you're tuning in and with us. Um, We have some great, really fun announcements for this morning. First, next Sunday evening at 5 o'clock on January 14th, you have this really cute flyer in your bulletin because we're having a a meal together. There's no fundraiser. It's just we're just going to join together and eat. I think this is such a great idea that the hospitality committee is doing. So please put this on your calendars, and it says, you know, bring your favorite soup or chili to share with us. Um, Oh, I just read that. Awards will be given for the best recipe, so I'm going to be taking this more serious now. Um, And then kids, if you have a child or a grandchild between first and fifth grade, January 19th and 20th is our um, winter retreat here on campus at New Hope. Um, please go online and sign up. It's going to be a lot of fun that weekend. I don't want your kids to miss out. Just a quick reminder, the bottles are out here. So for Pregnancy Resource, it's time to pick up your baby bottle and fill them up. So please do that before you leave. They're right out here. There's so much more in the bulletin too. So please take this home with you and, and like me, to make notes all over it and save it to remind yourself of all the things we have coming on coming up. Let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning, please. Father in heaven, how great you are, your creation, your rain, the chill of the, the cool mornings, the cold mornings, everything that you have done for us, we are grateful. I thank you so much for this family here. I thank you for what they mean to me and my children and how excited we get every time we come. And Lord, I just, I thank you that you've provided us with this family. I thank you for every member that means so much to to my family and to other families in this church. Lord, I I just take a moment and pray for those who are not here, Lord, that are going through healing from surgeries or illness or, or other issues. Lord, I just pray for them right now, wherever they're at, that they feel our love, our encouragement, our prayers of healing and recovery. And most importantly, I pray over all of us, Lord that you will slow us down to see the importance of who you are and what our relationship with you is meant to be. That we take the time to correct it, to change whatever it is, Lord. Bring it to our attention right now where we have this amazing time where we're sitting and still and, and in this peaceful moment of being in worship, Lord. And bring your voice into our mind, the images of whatever you need us to know and hear and remember Lord, let us listen. Help us listen. Yell at us, Lord, whatever you need to do to us so that we hear your way and your path and your truth. And I give you this time in honor and and rejoicing, and I just pray it pleases you, God. And if not, close close our mouths, Lord. If it's in vain or if for any wrong reason, just let us be quiet and refocus to praise your name fully and completely, and to bring you praise, Lord. And it's in your name that we pray. Amen. Are you past the point of weary? Is your burden weighing heavy? Is it all too much to carry? Let me tell you about my Jesus. 
Amen. Let me tell you about my Jesus. Amen. <clears throat> Are you struggling? Are you going through a difficult time in your life? Is uh, or sometimes uh, we, we've all been there when times are hard, when times are difficult. And Jesus will make a way for you. Amen. Maybe you're in that point right now. Maybe you're at that point in your life right now. Trust in God uh, and He will provide a way. Uh, we're going to talk this morning. We're beginning a new series on in pursuit of wisdom based on the book of Proverbs. We're going to be working through a lot of the chapters of Proverbs in the weeks to come, I guess probably a couple of months to come. Um, but in the, the book of Proverbs, there are, many of you know, there, there are 31 chapters, and a lot of people use uh, the book of Proverbs as one of their devotional readings. They may take a, a, a proverb a day and, and read it and just repeat that cycle every month. Um, some uh, will include a psalm a day. So you got a proverb and a psalm and then uh, add that to other readings that they may be reading for their devotional time. But in Scripture, the book of Proverbs is classified in the poetry section along with Job and Psalms, Ecclesiastes, and the Psalm of Solomon. And the, the, the author of Proverbs is King Solomon. He was the richest king to ever live. The Bible tells us that he'll... He's the richest king that will have ever lived uh, in the end. And so the book of Proverbs is a collection of his wisdom. Now, if you want somebody that's been that successful, wouldn't you want to tap into their mind for a little bit and, and understand the wisdom that they've, that they've gained? Um, in this book, in the book of Proverbs, there are truths found for the young, for the old, for man, for woman, for husband, for wife, for, for everybody, okay? <clears throat> and so a, a proverb is, is, is wisdom, and wisdom is the ability to, to apply the knowledge we have on a given circumstance or, or situation, to apply that knowledge correctly in, a, in any given situation. The Hebrew word for proverb is mashal. And the, the, the definition for that has two meanings. One in which we are very familiar with, which is a, a short saying that expresses wisdom. And that's typically what we think of when we, when we mention the word proverb. But it also means to rule or take dominion over or to reign with power. And we're going to look at that in a little bit in, a, in another translation type. But consider that as a a proverb is a way to, to apply to our life in order that we can reign our life in a godly way. We can rule our life. We can live out our life in a godly way. And so by studying and, a, and applying the book of Proverbs, it, a, it allows us to, to, to develop the character and, and the conduct that's pleasing to God in order that we can live a God-honoring and a, and a God-fearing life, that we can take control of, of how we handle circum, uh, certain situations, uh, certain uh, circumstances that, that come up in our, life, in our life, so that we handle those difficult times, uh, again, in a way that's pleasing to God, as opposed to just flying off the handle and trying to, trying to, to respond to things the way that we want to respond, in the fleshly way or the worldly way, 
rather responding in a way that's pleasing to God. And so it just helps us navigate uh, life circumstances in a way that's God-honoring. The book is filled with biblical theology. In chapters 1 through 9, um, we can look at each chapter as a whole and study each chapter as a whole um, and look at each chapter individually, though today we're going to break it down a little bit. And then chapters 10 through 31, we're going to take more of a topical approach and look at some of the topics that are addressed in, in those chapters. But today we're going to look at, at uh, Proverbs chapter 1, verses 1 through 7. If you want to, go ahead and uh, turn to that in your Bibles. As we begin our pursuit of wisdom, we're going to focus on Proverbs 1, 1 through 7. <coughs> that section is, the, is an introduction to the book. And then uh, verse 7 is the key the key verse to the entire book. It's the, you might say, the motto of the book. And, and Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7 says, The fear of the Lord, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. But fools despise wisdom and instruction. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. And so wisdom is is a God-given, God-centered discernment regarding the, the, the practical everyday issues of life. It, it comes, wisdom comes from God uh, through prayer, through His Word. Uh, so how do we get it? The Bible says ask for it. Ask for it and you will receive it. In James chapter 1, verse 5, it says, If any of you lacks wisdom... How many of you think you lack wisdom? Okay. The rest of you? i got a church full of wise people here. That's great. I know I lack wisdom. I know that I need to grow in wisdom. I know that, that, that in every situation, in every circumstance in life, I need more wisdom. I need the wisdom of God to help me make better decisions that glorify Him, that honor Him that I take myself and my concerns out of the way and try to live a life that's, that's honoring to God. But it comes by asking God. And it says, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God. And God's not going to be, oh, well, well, here's a little bit for you and a, and a little bit for you. And, oh, here's a little bit more for you. And here's a great deal for you. No, He says that... And, and, it says, God who gives generously to all without finding fault. He's not going to hold a grudge against us because we lack the wisdom. He's going to pour it out on us and give it to us generously. It says, just ask and God's going to pour it out on you. And so how willingly are, or how willing are we to, to be humble enough to say, God, I need that wisdom. God, pour that wisdom out upon me. Give me, the, give me your wisdom, God. God, take my worldly, worldly desires away and give me your wisdom. Give me the desires for your kingdom and for your kingdom purposes. We see that played out in 2 Chronicles chapter 1, verse 7 through 12. 
where King Solomon asked God for wisdom. This is a, a, a tremendous passage. It says in verse 7, it says, That night God appeared to Solomon and said to him, Ask for whatever you want me to give you. <laughs> Talk about a genie in a bottle now. <laughs> God told Solomon, Ask for anything you want. How many of you could come up with a long list of things that you want? Okay? I think we all could. And think about King Solomon. He was the king. And yes, he had a lot of things, but, but, but kings are typically prideful and, and filled with ego and, 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 a, and a desire for more and more and material things. But look at this verse here. God says, ask for whatever you want and I'll give it to you. God, that, God gives him an open invitation. Solomon could ask for anything in the world. But instead of fulfilling his own desires, and, and instead of asking for the worldly things to, to make him better in the world's eyes, he asked for wisdom of all things. Wisdom, really? You got all this that you could ask for, and you ask for wisdom? Now, how many of you today, if somebody told you that, you would say, man, you're crazy. Because our minds are geared towards the world, aren't we? And oftentimes when we're presented, how many, we've all done it before. If you had three wishes, what would they be? We've all done it, haven't we? I always like to give two wishes and the third wishes for three more wishes. <laughs> it just kind of keeps on going, you know. But look at verse 8. Solomon answered God, you have shown great kindness to David, my father, <coughs> and made me king in his place. Now, Lord God, let your promise to my father David be confirmed, for you have made me king over a people who are as numerous as the dust of the earth. Verse 10, here it is. Give me wisdom and knowledge that I may lead this people for who is able to govern this people of yours. Solomon wanted and asked God for, for, for wisdom, for God's wisdom, so that he could effectively and honorably lead his people. So he could effectively lead God's people. And so I'm guessing God was kind of blown away with this response. Notice God's response to his unselfish request. Look, look at what he says. God said to Solomon, since this is your heart's desire. Did you hear that? Since this was your heart's desire. You see, his desire was to lead God's people in an honorable way. It wasn't to build himself up. It wasn't to do great things for himself. It says that his heart's desire was to lead God's people. Since this is your heart's desire and you have not asked for You've not asked for wealth, possessions, or honor, nor for the death of your enemies. And since you've not asked for a long life, but wisdom and knowledge to govern people over whom I've made you king, therefore wisdom and knowledge will be given to you. 
And so he says, since you didn't ask for any of that other stuff, since you did ask for wisdom and knowledge, here it is. But here's the kicker. He said, because of your humble heart, because of your desire to lead my people according to my plan uh, or my will, it says, verse, verse 12, therefore wisdom and knowledge will be given to you, and I will also give you. I will also give you wealth. I will also give you possessions and honor, such as no king who was before you ever had and none after you will ever have. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you. Seek God first. Look out for God and God's kingdom and God's purposes and God's business. And folks, blessings are going to come your way. No, it may not be wealth and honor and everything else, but God will bless you by being faithful to Him. Let it be our goal this year to, to desire wisdom and, and, to, and to pursue God's wisdom in our life. Because it's through God's wisdom that we can live out His will for our life. But that all starts with the fear of the Lord. Let's read Proverbs chapter 1, 1 through 7. It says, The Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel for gaining wisdom and instruction, for understanding words of insight, for receiving instruction of prudent behavior, doing what is right and just and fair, for giving prudence to those who are simple, knowledge and discretion to the young. Let the wise listen and add to their learning, and let the discerning get guidance, for understanding proverbs and parables, the saying and riddles of the wise. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. I want you to listen to another translation. Some call it a paraphrase of translation, but it's called uh, the Passion Translation. It's a bit more descriptive and, and, and opens up the meaning of some of these words a little bit more. So just listen to this. <coughs> Here are kingdom revelations, words to live by, and words of wisdom given to empower you to reign in life, written as Proverbs by Israel's King Solomon, David's son. Now now the kingdom revelation, in other words, how to live out the kingdom of God in our life, and then the Proverbs are given to empower us to mashal, to to reign in our life, or, or, or to take control of our life, to live life the very best life that we can by applying the Proverbs into our life. In verse 2 it says, Within these sayings will be found the revelation of wisdom and the impartation of spiritual understanding. Use them as keys to unlock the treasure of true knowledge. And so use the Proverbs as keys to unlock the knowledge of, of, of the treasures of true knowledge. Verse 3 says, Those who cling to those, these words will receive discipline and demonstrate wisdom in every relationship and to choose what is right and just and fair. 
These proverbs will give you great skill to teach the immature and to make them wise, to give youth the understanding of their design and their destiny. For the wise, these proverbs will make you even wiser. For those with discernment, you'll be able to acquire brilliant strategies for leadership. These kingdom revelations will break open your understanding to unveil the deeper meaning of parables and poetic riddles, epigrams, and and to unravel the words of enigmas of the wise. Verse 7, we cross the threshold of true knowledge when we live in obedient devotion to God. Stubborn know-it-alls will never stop to do this, for they scorn true wisdom and knowledge. Going back to the NIV in verse 7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. It's interesting that King Solomon was, was as bright as he was and was successful as he was, but even with all the promises that, that came with following the Proverbs, King Solomon, Solomon shockingly failed to live out these Proverbs in his own life. He ultimately went side got sideways. He even taught these Proverbs to his son, but he too rejected them. <clears throat> and he too paid the price. But we can clearly see that, that if we apply these Proverbs to, to, to our life, we'll be blessed. What would have happened if Solomon had stayed faithful to the Proverbs, to the teachings of God? You see, we all get sideways when we leave the, the teachings of God, don't we? When we try to do things on our own, we try to lead life in our own power and our own help. And folks, our world is in great need of people that are, that are filled with God's wisdom instead of fools filled with themselves and filled with pride. Ephesians chapter 5, verses 15 through 17, it says, Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days of the of, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 and 17, it says, All Scripture is God-breathed <coughs> and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. These Proverbs are or ways or things to apply to our life so that we can fall into the category of living in the wise, that we can use them to, to teach the young the way they should go. The book of, of, of Proverbs, when we, when we apply it to our life, is, is designed to, to, to make a person wise. It equips us to make godly decisions. Um, to learn how to act wisely and righteously, to learn how to, how to treat other people fairly. How to give the ignorant common sense. How to give the young sound advice. And how to make the wise even wiser. Colossians chapter 2, verse 2 and 3. 
It says, My goal is that you may be encouraged in heart and united in love so that they may have the full riches of complete understanding in order that they may know the mystery of God. And here it is. That they may know the mystery of God, namely Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. It's all found in Christ. You see, without Jesus in your life, without a personal relationship with Christ, there is no way to obtain true wisdom. Instead, we're working on, on, on wis- our own wisdom, our own thoughts, our own, our own ideas. My way is the best way. My way is the way. My way is the only way. But true wisdom comes when we, when we give submission to Jesus Christ in our life. Again, Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7, it says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom. Fools reject wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. We, we, we sung the song, I stand in awe. Well, the fear of the Lord means to stand in awe of God, to revere God, to, to respect God, to acknowledge Him as our Creator, to acknowledge Him as our Savior, as our Redeemer. It, it, it means to live in, in a submissive will to God's will for our life. In Proverbs 1.7, the, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. In Proverbs 8, it will cause us to hate evil. In Proverbs 10, it will prolong life. In Proverbs 14, it provided confidence. In Proverbs 16, it prompts us to flee evil. In Proverbs 19, it leads us to, sat- to a satisfying life. In Proverbs 22, it is the way to riches, honor, and life. The fear of the Lord. Without the fear of the Lord, we lose the treasure of God's wisdom. Without the fear of the Lord, we, we flirt with evil and we become corrupted by it. Without the fear of the Lord, we, we fall to sin or not, and are not motivated to, re, to repent. In Proverbs 1.7, But fools despise wisdom and instruction. The word fools here refers to a person of of moral foolishness, one who, who hates wisdom, one who rejects the ideas of others. The foolish are, are filled with pride. They're, they're not interested in wisdom and, and rejecting wisdom. And foolishness leads to defeat and failure. It says in Proverbs chapter 11, Proverbs 15, the fools only listen to their own heart. Only decide it's my way. Proverbs 12. As Christians, we need to develop an, an authentic fear of the Lord. Well, let me encourage you to, to, to be in pursuit of wisdom as we, as we begin a new year, as, as we continue through the year, to be in pursuit of wisdom every day throughout this year and, and, and start by reading the Proverbs and, and, and asking God for wisdom. You can catch up tonight and, and start reading uh, Proverbs chapter 7 tonight and make that a, a routine in your reading for the rest of this month. 
question today is will you decide in your heart to pursue wisdom? Will you live as wise or as a fool? Will you live seeking God's wisdom or chasing after your own wisdom? So only you can decide that and only you can be honest with God about it. Only you can, can pour out your heart to God like Solomon. Give me wisdom and knowledge. Give me wisdom and knowledge so that I can be the best person in the kingdom of God that I can be. So that I can play a great role in, the, in kingdom purposes. So that God, you can make me into the person I was supposed to be. You decide in your heart that the Savior is waiting on your heart, on your decision, on your response. Let's pray together. Father in heaven, we thank you for the examples of Solomon that are given here in Scripture. We thank you, Father, for the Proverbs that are left for us to to learn from and to glean and to apply to our life. Father in heaven, may it be our desire to pursue wisdom and your knowledge for our life this year. Let it be determined in our heart that we will pursue wisdom. Let your wisdom be our wisdom. Give us the knowledge that we need and the ability to apply it in every situation in life. And Lord, don't let us go by the way of Solomon and his son and others and as we have in the past. Get by getting away from your teachings. But Lord, burden our heart to stay in your word and to know you at a deeper level so that we can be a, a, a blessing back to you. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Let's stand and Let's sing stand together. And sing.
sing that chorus one more time. 